Yeah, so I guess it's uh, it's always been Sydney's spot spot, right, for creating the arms race. <laughs> yeah, all, all Historically spot, speaking, spot. it's always spot spot. So uh, now, uh, you know, now that the um, the gloves are off and everyone is, you you get a pro, you get a pro. <laughs> everyone brings a pro, you know. Welcome everyone to another episode of Down Under Paintball. I'm Scott your host this is now episode two we're sitting down today with Ringo who is uh, playing for Sydney SWAT we spent many years playing together on the field him and I so we get to chat a little bit about how he got into the sport his history of growing up playing paintball in Sydney some of the fields that were around in that time and then getting a, a chat into what the Super 7s was like uh, in the early 2000s and all the way through to the current day. So thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. This is Down Under Paintball. I'm here with my guest today, Ringo from Sydney SWAT. Hey, thanks How's for having going? me, Scotty. So we're actually here today to talk about uh, paintball. We're not going to be spending too much time on uh where to eat dumplings in Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> well, the more pressing issue is where do you shop for your toilet paper and have you stocked up? You know, that is the <laughs> issue right now, you know, you know, amongst everything else, uh, you know, so I got my stash. Do you have your stash? <laughs> yeah, these times it's, it's very, very important. Uh, you know, you know, before we go on to paintball, you know, I can't now sort of walk around in the aisles and look at other people and see whether they've got toilet paper. Why? And then the ones that don't have toilet paper, I want to know why they don't have toilet paper. And then do they use toilet paper? Because because now you see everyone walking around the aisles with a bunch of toilet paper underneath the armpits or in the trolley. You kind of like go, man, did this guy ever wipe his bum? Because he's not carrying news. He's not carrying any form of paper. <laughs> maybe they anyway, got in early. Maybe yeah, they got in they early. Stocked up. <laughs> yep. Those preppers, man, they're already in there. They go, nah. Let these people uh, kill themselves over toilet paper. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so where are you? Uh, like moving on to on to more on topic uh, talk. Where are you calling in yeah. from today? Uh, I'm calling in from my. Uh, Humble home in Marrickville, Sydney, Australia, and uh, yeah, just uh, finished having dinner and then now coming to this call and have a good old chat about, uh, you know, all things paintball and anything else that you like to ask. Yeah, well, uh, we'll stick with paintball. Um, yeah. So for the for everyone, like, let's go all the way back to the start. Where did uh, begin for you, and and how did you get into the sport? Well, I started playing. I started, uh, you know, punt of ball, like bush ball, like probably like every other, you know, ballers out there. Uh, I started just after turn 18 and um, started around, well, I can't even remember the year. It's been that long ago. But um, when I was 18, I, you know, went to Yarramundi, started out playing there, you know, just with friends. Um, colleagues going out, you know, having fun, and then later on down the track, um, after about a couple of years of just sort of, you know, every every now and then doing some random uh, events uh, with friends, 
I was um, I came across the, the rookie or novice games back then where uh, Wybury was actually uh, holding them down at Helensburg. So from there, I just sort of you know started playing all the amateur stuff and uh, just you know on and off for I think it's like a couple of years or so, maybe two or three years actually. And um, from there, yeah, just kind of just plodded along, brought some friends together, went on to play, had some fun. You know, it was all about just enjoying yourself, right? So, <laughs> you know, oh, that's, those are the that's it. Days. So, so yeah. you say when you went and started out at Yarramundi, was that sort of the closest field to well, the city at that well, time? At the time, that was kind of like the, I guess, the premier field of Sydney. Um, had the largest setup. It had all all the cool kit, um, you know, the remote gas line, you name it, man. Like <laughs> it oh, was, okay. it was the bees knees at the time, you know. So remote it was, gas line, that would have, yeah, that would have yeah, been big. Yeah, so that's showing my age, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> and and Wybra is older than me, right? So <laughs> so yeah, I was running around. I think it was there were like RT mag or whatever. I, I don't know what it. I don't even know the names of the stuff. I just remember just. Going, I want that kit, pay a whole <laughs> bunch of money, <laughs> and then went out, you know, ran out running around, being like a madman. So that just got me addicted. So, but there was a time when you couldn't own uh, a paintball marker. So I remember, I just, I just remember going to the events, and we would hire all our, um, all our gear, and then we'd see guys rocking up with all their kit. So I, um, yeah, I remember going, a bit dodgy. well, you know, I was like going, what? These guys got their own stuff. They got their pumps and they got, they're, all, they're all kitted up, right? And here we are rocking up with these, you know, high kit. And while these guys are, you know, fully like, you know, in their uniforms and camos and whatever else that they got going on. Uh, and we go and play, and obviously we get, you know, our asses handed to us. We're just getting smashed. But um, so we went, oh, well, you know, we should go and get our own stuff. So uh, you remember Eddie, Eddie Lee? He, yep. Yeah. yeah so he, he yeah. used to play on SWAT yes. for a little while. Yes. yes, for a little while, for a very short while, actually. Yeah. But um, he, um, the both of us were at, um, where, did we, where did we go? There was a paintball store out at Bankstown. Which was the owner of the Yarramundi, not Yarramundi, yeah, Yarramundi field. That's right. So it was like uh, a standalone shop, not not, yeah. not connected to a field. Well, I didn't know where they were connected at the time, to be honest. But oh, now, I mean, like, it didn't have a field out the back or anything like that. No, no, it was like a store out yeah, in the wow. backstep. Right, that's, it was just that's a crazy. Shop. Yeah, and uh, and I remember going in there, eyes wide open, going, "Wow, look at this! All the." You know, the um, auto cockers, the splash on it and all the rest of it. And I looked at the price tag and it was like, you know, many thousands, right? And back then I was like, you know, 19 or 20 or whatever it was at the time. And I was on, you know, measly money, right? Barely, barely feeding myself, let alone go and spend money on paintball and paintball markers. But, it's you know, I was fascinated and I wanted to, I wanted to play um, tournament paintball and take it up seriously but the thing that held me back was um you couldn't take it home so you buy it only to have this really expensive toy you know being held by somebody else but you've paid for it so and then i was like well what's the point of that like you know you can't even take it home so you know i might as well just hire the kit 
and uh, be done with that and just keep using that. So you had to, that, yeah. Like you had to pick a field. So if you, you know, if you wanted to play at Helensburg, you had to, your gun had to stay at that field. Was that sort of how it was? I, I think so, man. Like I really didn't know the logistics of it at the time because I was still kind of just, you know, um, understanding how the whole process worked. Like, you know, how do you get the, how do you actually get the gun, the licensing and all that. Well, long story short is that I, you know, after discovering the costs of the first initial outlay of buying the kit, all the gun and the gun only, forget about the rest of the stuff, and then finding out the cost of the paint. You know, back then we're talking, you know, hundreds, not not like how it is today. People yeah. whinge about the cost of it today, man. You talk about myself and people even before me and what they pay for paint, man, they've got nothing to bitch about. That's for sure. Yeah, so the, the the cost was just too prohibitive to buy your own stuff. So in the end, I kind of just sat out and uh, not um, not continue to play because it just found it. I'll just continue doing the um, the punter games um, and the tournaments, the the you know the cheap rookie tournaments, amateur tournaments, and then you know that'll be enough. And then. Uh, Years down the track, I think, I don't know, maybe about three, four years later, the, the gun laws changed. Okay. Um, and was that think, to do with, like, the uh, like Port Arthur, or was it a bit later than that? Not sure. Again, timeline, mate, I, I, it's, it's a bit of a blur because it is a long time ago. Um, yeah. But I do remember <laughs> someone else was telling me, one of our other friends said, oh, I found out that you know you can now buy the buy the paintball market and take it home because they've changed oh, the rules okay. on. Yeah. So you know, and I was like, "What? Are you serious?" Because yeah, this is all changed. Apparently, it was all you know, it was all new. And I went, "All right, you know, let's go and have a look." Um, yeah. So after you know doing a little bit of reading, doing a little bit of ring around, doing a bit of research, uh, found that you could um, you know buy it and take it home. So yeah, we. Um, Funny enough, I my you know fast forwarding a little bit here, but my uh, first paintball wow. gun was actually a, a Sydney SWAT gun. Oh wow! Paintball. It was a uh, oh man, not a not an ego, had a clip. No, 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 no. Before that, it's a, it was a cocker. Oh uh, wow! Okay. It was Old like school. the last. Yeah, it was like the last of the, you know, <laughs> what is it? I can't even know. I can't remember the name of it. Um. Can you remember? <laughs> you have to help oh, me. That was before my time. Uh, yeah. I was coming. I came yeah, right the, at the end of all the autocockers and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was uh, like the, the. I can't even remember the model. It was the last of the one before they went to, all, you know. Um, oh man, it just escaped me. I'm sure someone out there is like screaming at me, going, <laughs> "It's this, it's that." But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hopeless in trying to remember all the tech. Yeah, I'm the same. I as long as it shoots. <laughs> Put it in my hand. Exactly. Put yeah. it in my hand. Let's just go. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that was my um, – and that's right because the Sydney SWAT guys, they all were selling off their uh, their stuff because they were getting new guns from their sponsors. So they were offloading all these ones. So I, Eddie and I both picked one up each. And, uh, yeah, and that's where it all kicked off. So I actually own a – Sydney SWAT gun before I was ever in the team, like years later. <laughs> so do you still have it? Or nah, have you, have you I'm not, got rid I'm, of it a while ago? 
Yeah, man. Like ages ago. I I'm terrible with um collecting. I I'm not much of a collector. I just you know after like a couple of years, I just offload it. Um. Yeah, why so, not? You can't shoot more than one, so. <laughs> well, yeah, like an armory full of guns. Well, also too because of the cost, you want to upgrade. I can't afford to keep both. You have to let something go, right? Um, so I just, you know, in order to save money and, you know, move to the you know, next best thing, you got to have to let go <laughs> and sell things off just to, you know, get every dollar you can tip for the next, uh, for the next toy. Well, especially back then, you know, the paintball was sort of coming in leaps and bounds. Yeah. At that stage, the guns were just getting every new gun that came out was actually it wasn't you know just oh we've got a black one instead of a a purple one or something a different color it was the guns are actually having technical advances so quickly then so it was a a time yeah. when upgrading a gun was actually a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm just having a flashback now. So that year, I remember um, the I'm going back to going back to the SWAT guy because you know I was obviously at action. Uh, in the early days, that was at Helensburg, uh, was it still? At, at, Rouse, at Rouse Hill. Oh, now okay. So, yep. uh, I did my all my fun and my apprenticeship, so to speak, um, at the Yarramundi and the Helensburg field. And then uh, I discovered that Action Paintball in um, Rouse Hill. And that's where I bought um, the. Sydney SWAT gun of okay. Mike. I don't know who owned it. I just knew that it was one of the team guns or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, then I remember that year was the year that the DMs like uh, okay. had, had arrived. That would have been around, I think, 2004. Was that the first? Oh, that's right. 04. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I remember, um, oh, who was the former player of Sydney SWAT? Jeez, he's he lives in Malaysia now. Oh, uh, that would be Whitey. Whitey, that's right. Yeah. So Whitey Paul was White. out in the bottom. Yeah. yeah, Paul White, that's right. He was at the bottom field with this uh, black and yellow or black and gold DM, and it was just just shredding paint, like just tearing, you know, just shooting like a moon mine. I was just like going, what? You know, <laughs> I can't believe it. Like I got this thing that I bought off, and they upgraded into this thing, and you know, I not long after that I, I upgraded because what I witnessed. Um, I can't even even remember what that second one upgrade was now. Like to be honest, like oh, I think it was um, I think it was a Timmy. Maybe yeah, I do remember yeah. SWAT. Uh, or maybe they were a little bit later. I think around yeah. 2006 was the Intimidator. Yeah, I never owned uh, a die ever. Um, not to say they're not any good, I just never owned one. Um, but um, yeah, yeah they were, that's they were, they were good guns. Then, yeah, I that's, remember, that's uh, my that was my memory of it. Um, oh yes, of course I've got the it was a smart parts gun. What are they called? The ions. The shock. Is that right? Oh, the shocker. The shocker. Ions. Back then. No, 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 the iron, the plastic you one. Ah, uh, yeah, the plastic, fantastic, the iron. Yeah, they were. <laughs> that's it. That was, yeah. That's what that was I, was. I was trying to. Yeah, I was like, that's it. So that was my, um, that was my upgrade. Um, yeah. So, yeah, from so, yeah. <laughs> the car, car, Man, it's just the iron. Yeah. 
So you and Eddie have gone out and you've you've bought your your guns. You're getting into the tournament scene. How did yeah. how did how did that all start? How did uh, yeah, how did you? So, what was your you know, first foray into that? First, so there's two of us and around up a couple of other a couple, a couple of other schoolmates and then hey let's put a team together and um, let's give it a go and have some fun with it. Um, you know because we're all playing like I said we we played the Yarramundi together we played at Helensburg together. So we kind of figured, oh, well, let's uh, continue the trend and let's all band together and um, form a team and, you know, get into it. Um, so uh, my first the, team... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. What are you going to ask? I was, I was just going to say the, the tournaments at Helensburg, was that, was that, you said they were like novice events, was that a um, like tournament style like what was the style like five man or man or i wish wiper was standing anything? here next to me about this because yeah he could probably answer all of these questions um because <laughs> i can't even remember whether it was or i remember you know the the, the, the top hat joker guys the bat they were, they, they were there and we were playing okay. against them because it was kind of like a mix there was like it was mixed groups i just remember there were some guys that there was just fully kitted up at but then we also all I know that we were playing in an amateur rank, and that was it. Um, okay. I, I I don't remember the ins and outs and what you know pros and ams did they all mix? Man, it's a blur because it's that that long ago. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure there were divisions, you know, but I don't remember it. I just remember getting smashed by people with fully kitted up uh, stuff, you know. Um, okay. So they just came out to yeah. beat up on on the new guys. <laughs> no different than when when we all you know started out. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, uh, yeah. So so that Eddie and I and Dave Brake was another guy from school and a couple of other friends. We all got together, um, formed a team called Valhalla, um, and that was our first serious, um, you know serious uh, team or so to speak to uh, and get into the whole tournament scene yeah so that was that and so, uh, uh and the tournament scene back then that was seven man was it or? yes yeah yeah there was quite a few I, I can't remember a couple of the other guys that were playing with us but there were yeah there were several eight of us at the time yeah yeah yeah, it was uh, good days in the seven man day. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was good because you don't have to worry about oh, sitting people. But <laughs> there was plenty of <laughs> there was plenty of spots. In fact, I remember that was probably the biggest struggle because the teams were larger. It just had you had to find more people, you know. So now <laughs> you got uh, more people but less players on the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have teams of eights and nine sometimes and. Only five guys can go on the field, so yeah, a, so, a lot of a lot of bench warming going on. Oh yeah, lots of oranges <laughs> been cut, water <laughs> been poured, <laughs> the works. Um, so do you remember yeah. how your very first event with Valhalla went? Uh, pretty sure we lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> we, d- we weren't very good or very successful, but we did try. We thought we would give it a good hot go. Um, the 
we oh man I, I can't remember how many events we played we i think we played like a maybe one and a bit season i think maybe two um from memory was and, this the super uh, sevens then as well yeah that's yeah. right yes yes um and um yeah so man a bit vague on that because it's it's been a while pulling up all these uh <laughs> trying to dig deep in my memory bank and all these you know oh, it's it's not easy to remember when you were losing <laughs> it's well uh, not even that it's just just what what um happened during the course of the like in, in those in those events or who play what and and where and all the rest of it yeah uh, all i remember is some of the people that play with me because you know they're still friends um others have moved on i'm still lingering around <laughs> a bad smell is there uh, any of those valhalla players still hanging around today and uh, in, in the sport none not one i'm like the last man standing <laughs> do you still have the valhalla jersey you you can uh no, that was well and truly binned. Um, <laughs> the, the, how the name came about was it actually came from uh, um, my uh, hockey team. I used to play inline hockey. Okay. A lot. Wow. Uh, That's a bit of a jump to, to paintball. Yeah, I broke my ankle and I couldn't strap the boots anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah, wow. and so I had to stop. Uh, I played that for a number of years and, yeah, I just, you know, couldn't Every time I put the boots on and you know run a, you know skate around, it would be just throbbing from the broken after I've broken my ankle because it healed and whatnot and did the physio, but it was all screwed up. So in the end, I had to give it up, and that's where kind of paintball just slotted in. So yeah, okay. Uh, so safe, safer than than inline hockey, you're saying? Oh man, <laughs> well, it's it's uh, I guess um, there's less likely to break stuff. And uh, get your teeth knocked out or get concussed. So inline, and, uh, like it's it's very contact. It's, contact well, yeah, sport, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like ice hockey, right? So okay, but uh, yeah, so um, but yeah, anyway, no, so I yeah, so I just moved moved on from that's how where I moved on. I just moved on from that and went to um, play paintball because I thought, well, I still get to run around, you know, shoot people have fun and yeah and playing with a bunch of mates and that's where the name Valhalla came from it actually came from that team and we just went rolled it over again oh we'll just use the same name for the paintball yeah. team for a few extra on the advertising <laughs> save on the advertising on rebranding yeah exactly <laughs> well that's why I if, I don't have the photos anymore but there were the early day jerseys that we had the Valhalla jersey were actually our hockey jersey they were not that cool. different from the the modern day uh, paintball jersey. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've seen a few people try it. They wearing ice hockey jerseys out on the field. So you guys yeah. are trendsetters. <laughs> well, I just we just you know we just figured that we just saw people wearing a loose jersey. I said, well, why do we need to go buy a new one if we can use that? Eventually, we ended up buying these you know blank uh, black blank jerseys, and I don't even know what they were. They were I think they were actually made by a hockey company it was just plain they were like practice jerseys and they were just all black and then we just went and got a screen printer and just got it Valhalla printed on them so we made we just made a bunch of them out of it um, yeah that's all you need to start a team yeah you need to be fancy yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we, um, I think that we, at the end, of the, I think we end up all wearing, you know, I think I had one, t- I think I had like top to toe, I look like a Power Ranger, top to toe, dye, jersey, pants, uh, I think goggles as well. No, did I have goggles then? No, no I don't think so. Anyway, I look like a Power Ranger. I remember Were it was they all, all the same, all the matching color. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like I said, I, I look like a Power Ranger, man. I was like the red Power Ranger. Yeah, um, <laughs> everyone's got to, you got to pick a color and just, and match. Everything's yeah. Back coordinated. Then, it's good. It was all about the court. It was all about the outfits, man. It's not about, you know, your playing style. Even to this day, lots of people, man, it's all about the, the kit, the outfits, the hair, the, the sandanas or the banners, the beanies. doesn't matter if you really crap at the game or not very successful at it. Win, lose, doesn't matter. As long as you nice. look good. <laughs> that's it that's the, that's the aim it. of the game especially uh, like now as paintball media is getting better you, you know that you it was probably back back when you were playing then you know someone would have to go and get the photos developed but now it's it's uh you're going to get photos taken of you when you're playing so it, it's even yeah. more important now to look good <laughs> yeah well, exactly right there's um <laughs> I think when we started, didn't have social media then, so you don't get the instant gratification of people loving your outfit <laughs> or laughing if you if you stuff or up. laughing. Yeah, yeah. If you look like a Power Ranger, then yeah, of course. Now, uh, you just there's just no care factor. You just put on whatever you can find in the bag and you just play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, it's, it's, I always enjoy that mentality. The new guys, they just it's cool. It's yeah, it's pick fresh. A, pick you a know, like, yeah, excited. Yeah. They're excited. You can tell. It's good. Yeah, they want to. You know, they get all the brand new gear. I get it. It's. I've been there. You know, you're really pumped. All you, you know, you're all kind of like matching. You look like a team, and you know, you get really pumped, right? Because it's your, your first time, and it's all very exciting. So those kids that you see now that are starting, you, you kind of like look at it again. Man, that's that's what it's like. The excitement in the in their eyes and they're looking at all the gear in, in the shop at the action paintball, you know, um, they, they just, it's just like unbelievable. Like <laughs> it's, there's so much out there these days down, right? So. Oh, and it's so that it's, it's easier too. They're all starting when they're 12 now. So oh, it's right. going to be tough coming up. Speaking of 12, my, uh, Caden's turning 12 December and he's, uh, been uh, on my back about it for almost a year now about <laughs> doing his birthday on nice. December 10th that's his birthday so uh, or at least close to his birthday weekend sometime somewhere around that date anyway we will uh, make it happen for his birthday yeah. how cool is that you can you know you thought you were going to have to wait another four years but here you go right. you can oh. you can step on the field with your son that's that's amazing yeah that's you know that's it's, it is pretty cool able to do that, that I'm still an active player and able to, you know, show him the rope or join in with him or, you know, play alongside him, whatever, you know. So he's uh, he's definitely keen, that's for sure. Yeah, it would be good to see. I can't wait. Yeah. So going back to the team. So back, yeah, so we um, – so I spent a year or two or whatever it was in Valhalla – Things didn't go, uh, didn't, things didn't play, you know, like all 
am teams, it's hard to stay together. You know the track record, man. It's it's really difficult trying to keep a team together. Um, money, people losing interest, whatever. So um, we, um, what happened was that we, Eddie and I, we kind of stayed on, but not. Um, we we were we were still hanging around a little bit. Most of the guys, we had, you know, a few people come, like, had a few new people join. A couple of our schoolmates left because they just wasn't that keen on it after all. Yeah. Uh, so we, yeah, so we played another season with you know, a couple, two or three new players. Um, Russ, Russ Bag, um, he joined us. Uh, who's, who's that? Um Russell, what's his surname? Russell yes. Keeper, are you talking about? Yes, okay. yes, Russell yeah, Keeper. Yeah. I was called oh, right. Russell. You don't say with someone's yeah. nickname, you just never know, never either remember their first or their last name. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> okay, respect. Yeah. So Russell Keeper, yeah, Russell. another another SWAT, ex-SWAT player. That's right. Yeah, so uh, he joined uh, Valhalla and spent, I think, just half a year or a year with us, and then he got asked to um, play on SWAT. So okay. he left us, and then not long after that, um, most of the guys just sort of like want to just move on to different things. And then we got, Eddie and I got asked to play on Sydney Shock um, okay. with Jamie Griffith and um, who's the other friendly gentleman? Um, uh, sorry if I forgot your name. Um Rain is it? Rainy, rainy. Yeah, rainy. rainy, rain man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was drawing a black too. Glad you remembered it. Again, what's his name? Like I can't remember his name because all I know <laughs> is his nickname. It's terrible. But um Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of nicknames in paintball and uh <laughs> Exactly. You don't find out their real name until like a year later. <laughs> you go, You're 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 Dwayne, what? Really? <laughs> you're Jack? Really? <laughs> I thought you were somebody else. Like um I uh, like his his one. This we're probably fast forwarding a little bit, but you know Ryan Jacker. We just call him calling Jacker. I didn't know his name was Ryan for for like I think for like two months or something like that. <laughs> because I just keep calling everyone's keep calling Jacker or whatever. So I was like okay, and then I went. His name is Ryan. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, keep uh, keep sidetracking a little bit here, but yeah, <laughs> that's so, fine. Good stories. Move. Um, so yes, join Sydney Shop. Um, play with them for about two years, and uh, that was our that was my introduction to the pro division uh, with Sydney Shop. Um, and um, was when you were playing with Shock was was this still uh, all in Sydney, where the events all at Action Paintball at Rouse Hill. Yes, oh. the, it, it was. Um, so we back then sevens, as you remember, it, it was um, in Perth, in Brisbane, and in Sydney. Um, so you guys it, were doing the whole circuit back then. Yeah, so we yeah. we did. Yeah, we went to a couple of places. Um, played in other states, I think it was part of the series. Um, 
It was also my first experience playing with a, a US pro, Ben Frederick, the owner of Exalt now. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Founder. So, or, um, or Hater Paintball at the time when he started out before he went to Exalt. Is okay, that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I remember that at Sydney Shock were uh, really pumping the, ha- the Hater uh, line. Of things that yeah, was because they had um, Ben Frederick as their um, player. He used to play, I think at the time he was playing for Miami Rage, I believe. Okay. Um, and he was only like, man, I think he was only like 19 or something at the time when he came over. Um, so that was my first experience with a, a US pro player at the time. Um, and then the other was Carl Mikowski. Mikowski, yeah. Yeah. He was, oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah, so during my time with Sydney Shock, I played with two US pros in different events. Um, mostly they were all in Sydney when it happened. Um, yeah, and, you know, learned a great deal, had a great time. The boys were really nice to us, and Eddie and I really enjoyed ourselves at the time. And, uh, yeah, so it was a you know a good couple of years of um, uh, playing on a on a price flight. I mean, we were still you know kind of still raw and still learning, so to speak. But we kind of got thrown into the deep end and you know and grow with the with the team with the guys. Um, and yeah, had a great time. Really, really good memories. Um, how did you find you know how did you find the transition going up into into the pro division? Uh, and you know, playing with US pros was that. Um, well, this, I'm trying to just to yeah, how how's that experience? I guess that um, the eye opening is that the um, again, I remember this, and it's just the the fearlessness because they play so often, they're just going out there bat out of hell, right? They're just explosive out the gates, and they're just like tearing down the field. I still remember Carl Mikowski and even Ben; they were just like just shredding down one side of the field like just like they've got a force field on them you know obviously sometimes they get shot sometimes they make it to all the way to the other side of the field you know shooting two three players like today's game you know like the players of today um so that that um it, that intensity that speed that was a bit mind-blowing because you know here australia was you know wasn't exactly you know fast at the time i guess um, so when you see these guys coming over and they're just like, you know, it's like they're doing a hundred meter sprint, you kind of like go, whoa, that's just like, you know, that's incredible. Um, yeah, so that was a bit of an eye opener for me. Yeah, I've heard people say around that time it was sort of the transition of when uh, it sort of came out of the bush, out of the woods, like the game really sped up around that that time. I've heard people sort of describe that period a few times it's um yeah it, it, it became less of a shooters game and more of an athlete athletics game like yeah the, yeah the game really sped up and uh, people were just like you say hammering down the field um yeah it was it definitely was like we were like two, at the time it was almost like we were in two different universe um it, it was just a whole different style of play and the pace everything i mean you think you're playing fast and you kind of like you think you're moving quickly, or you're doing your thing, and then you see these guys do it, and you go, man, we're like, you know, 
we're still standing at the start gate and they're like halfway down the field already. Um, so that was the, the level and the experience that they brought to um, to the event, to the Super 7s and to the paintball scene. So good on um, Jamie and Rainey, those guys, you know, they're kind of like, um, and, you know, and Sydney SWAT too at the time as well. Um, they're, you know, those guys bring over these pro players and sort of, you know, changing the way these strains play as well. So, um, yeah, I guess they're, look, again, I'm sure it's been done earlier than bef- before my time, but um, but that was just my experience, um, yeah, at the time. So, yeah, it was a bit of an eye-opener. Um, so, yeah, they were the two first guys, the two, sorry, the two of the first US pros that I got uh, like fortunate enough to uh, play with so yeah yeah so, so um with Sydney Shock how, how did you go do you have any you know big uh, events that you remember or anything like that uh um we we did okay but we didn't win any events but we were kind of improving event by event um you know it's it's it was hard because you know you had a bunch of guys that's you know not that experienced and then you have another half a team that's experienced so yeah so there was some gaps to fill and it was difficult you know so um like i said before eddie and i were both thrown into the deep end so you know we were learning as we go um and finding it hard and finding it the hard way because you know you get most players these days even in australia now right you see there's quite a you know they come through the ranks, so to speak. They go play AMs. They go play semi-pro. But they spent quite a number of years in this before they go playing in pro. But yeah, we can't, so. we've got accident, we've got accidentally sidetracked, uh, fast-tracked. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because it's just right place at the right time or there's not enough people or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, we found ourselves on Sydney Shop. And, well, like um, you say, it was... It was the seven-man day, so they definitely needed the players. The players yeah. then. And I guess we were like the younger, new guys coming on, and we were keen, and we want to we want to play more, we want to move fast, and do all these things. And and I guess that uh, you know, I guess that Jamie and Randy just thought we you know, would be would be the right fit for them. So yeah, we just thought, oh, that's nice that they asked us. So we've. we've Felt that it was, you know, that was cool. Pro team asking us to go and play with them. So, so we did. Yeah, simple as that. Um, didn't so, think anything of it. So, where was your next, uh, what was your next step after Sydney Shock? So, after that, I, um, we actually had a year, we had the, that year, a year off, Eddie and I, both of us. We kind of just went, oh, we're done with Sydney Shock. Um, and, oh, man, again, it's a bit vague and, but probably had something to do with money (laughs) i think it's either the team was just breaking up or we're just leaving i can't remember exactly what it was but um we eddie and i both moved on because you know eddie and i were really close mates so we grew up together we play paintball you know from bush ball you know amateur tournament scene all the way through in our first um in our uh, first semi-pro event because even then they didn't even have oh man i, I don't think there was only semi-pro and pro back then okay two, two divisions yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just only two divisions 
Um, so, um, so yeah, so, um, we sat on a sideline for a year and, um, that year was the, I think that year was the same year that the Simpsons joined as well. The, um, they started playing with, um, Bitchin. Okay. Yeah. So we got that was asked. The year. Yeah, that was the year. Okay, man. Okay. Again, timelines. I'm sure when yeah. you get a chance to ask the Simpsons, they they they'll remember it. But man, that I remember that year. Those guys were playing on Bitchin, and they were doing quite well in the first couple or two or three events or whatever it was. And um, and I can't remember whether it was their second year or the first or their second year. I think it's their second year together, bitching. At the end, at, at I think at the t- close to the end of the year, they got we got asked to play on bitching. Now okay. we we actually got I remember getting asked. I can't remember the exact story. Anyway, long story short. Um, no, actually, what are, I can't even remember exactly. Anyway, but we got asked. Then, um, and then uh, the Simpsons joined Sydney SWAT. And then not long after, Eddie and I got both asked as well to okay. go and play with them in that same time. So you, you so, have a year off and then get asked to, to play for SWAT, it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a good so, deal. It sounded like a pretty good deal to me. So obviously, they, you know, we were doing something right. <laughs> Sitting off people, you hear it, take your year off. You find yourself in a better team. You just never know, right? Um, uh, so, um, yeah, well, we, yeah, that's right. So that was 07, 08, I believe, from memory. Because, um, I think that Darren Clegg was still on the team. Yep. Thomas Light, Sonic, he had just oh, left. Yeah. Sonic. Okay. Yep. Um, Russell Kiefer was still on the team, I believe, at the time, as well. Um, so, oh man, what are the other names? Um, Whitey had left as well. So. There was a seismic shift from the team. But basically, they lost half the team, I believe. Hence why um, they, they picked up four players. Yeah, it sounds like, um, sounds like everyone was sort of, you said shock, you know, the year before had a big shake-up and now a bunch yeah. of people leaving squat. So it sounded like something, whatever it was, happened around that time yeah. and a lot of people were leaving the sport. Yeah, and... Uh, I just remember, yeah, it just it was, you know, it was pretty big honour, right? You know, getting asked to play in Sydney SWAT. And even when I, we sat out for a year, um, I remember it was, um, I think it was Ian Tresser. He was the one that approached Eddie and, and then Eddie told me about it and they said that they asked us both to come on board. So that's how it came about, you know. Because of the package deal. Well, I, I don't know how it worked, but yeah. So I just remember finding myself going, oh, "Okay, we're playing Sydney SWAT," and he goes, "Yeah, we're doing that." I said, "All right, sweet, let's do it." <laughs> so yeah, why that not? was that. Why not? And uh, 
it was the yeah it was the same time when the simpsons joined as well that's that very same year um so yeah yeah. four four new players in in one season so at least you at least you had someone to sort of uh you weren't the only new person on that team (laughs) yeah and and, and of course you were on the team already as well alex or yourself um yeah you probably I don't know if you can remember, but yeah, you were definitely oh. there because you were there before, you were there before me. So was Alex. So there's the other two players. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely remember. Uh, yeah, Darren all you guys up. It was good. Yeah, so it was like end up being like eight or nine of us. Yeah, and then we. Yeah, it was. It and was, then Adam Conley, the, the team Adam Conley was there as well. Oh yeah, can't forget him. <laughs> yeah, the team age definitely dropped a lot. When uh when all, everyone came on on board, yeah yeah that's right because it was like I said it was a it was a pretty big deal because four players joining SWAT I I don't know if there's been a president but yeah that was that's what I remember um so yeah that was my well I think it was 08 I'm pretty sure it was 08 when we, when we joined I might be yeah, wrong but I think so. it was 08. Yeah, whatever year you join, I joined like basically a year after that. Well, that would have so, been 2000. I joined 2008, so 2009. We're talking now. Yeah? Nine. So okay. So yeah, because you, you okay? There you go. Nine. It's 2009. Awesome. Uh, so how so, did? Yeah. Do you remember how that first season went with with Sydney SWAT? How it was well, to be the FNG? Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, well, Adam was running the show, Adam Connolly. God love the man. He's a tough operator and a funny bastard. Um, and uh, and no, was he no? Was he the captain? Was he was just helping out? No, Mike was still the captain. Mike was still the captain, and um, yeah, and Adam was. Obviously, co-captaining it with Mike, I guess. I, I can't remember the exact logistics of it. I was just one of the, you know, one of the guys, trying one to, of the guys on the roster. And just trying um, to, to not get shot. <laughs> yeah, trying to, shot and just trying to fit in, yeah, and just do your best and fit in. And, um, yeah, so we, so from 09, so, yeah, that, that first year, that was interesting because, you know, um, Lots of different personalities, um, different style of play, um, different sides of the field, all the you know, the whole shebang, right? Um, we, man, again, I don't remember winning that much that year. In fact, I don't think we actually won at all that year. Um, yeah, because it was a com- no, it was a complete rebuild. Um, so I just remember. The first year, maybe the first 18 months in, on the team was pretty tough because I was used to watching SWAT winning when I was on the sideline watching them play. You know, when I was on another, t- when I was on Valhalla, right? Um, so watching them you, always, you know, yeah. Go yeah, on. like you probably would have felt that you you said that when you jumped on Sydney Shock, it was yeah. just the two guys coming in. You probably had a lot of of help and knowledge from all the other players where when yeah. 50% of the team 
has pretty much gone and you're jumping in it is it's tough because you don't have all those those big names to lean on or or or, or the experience all your yeah all that experience all that depth all that advice um you know that was there but at the same time this it's not the same now um you you get you just don't i guess it was just very unusual i probably was very unusual to just pick up four guys at one time and then you literally have uh, 50% of your roster was just all brand new. Um, so, like you said, we had no one to lean on and you kind of just have to fumble your way through it and, you know, survival of the fittest and trying to um, do your best. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a interest. The first 18 months was pretty interesting. And then eventually we start to, um, you know, develop as a team. We got um, – we start to sort of gel – more and then um we will start to you know do quite well i was we weren't winning every event but i think we might have won our first event together as a new bunch or a new team so i guess that what would you say would be like the third generation of players going through swat at the time i think maybe maybe the second generation oh um, i think there was a yeah, I think it was you could call it sort of the third. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I joined. The, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. So I would say that I was the. Yeah, when I joined, I was like the third generation of player that's gone in. Um, and uh, man, you might remember some of this, man, but uh, I don't can't remember how many wins or losses or how many events win or loss. But um, I just remember the first 18 months was really tough. And then eventually we start to get our act together, gel together, and we start to pick a couple of wins here and there. Um, didn't win the series, obviously. So I definitely remember that. Um, yeah, that but yeah. That was tough to yeah. win back then. Yeah, well, back then it was or, open sliders. <laughs> yeah, open sliders uh, with the pros too, right? Um, they had, um, you know, you could bring three, four guys running this no penalty points in the series it's just free for all you know so yeah. there there were some really tough events yeah i think i remember menace bringing four over one year I'm yeah sure they had, had uh, four us pro players yep that that happened because i remember um there was oh man i, I remember bobby was playing with him one time i remember even marcelo playing with him if i'm having mistaken ryan yeah. Alex Savino uh, was playing. Scott got Kemp yeah. played with him. And Brandon Short as well. Brandon Short. Man, the list goes on, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, was, it was a bit of an arms race for, for oh, a few years absolutely. there. Oh, absolutely. Because, it, it, again, it's all started from, I guess it started from Sydney Spot because they had, um, there were times, I just remember watching them, watching Sydney Spot play, and they had uh, Ryan Moorhead, they had Tim Montressa playing with them, the two of them. Yep. Yeah, the um, the first event I remember playing with SWAT, it it was there was I think there was four or five on SWAT because yeah there was Ryan Moorhead, Tim Montressa, there was um, Danny Tilljack played, uh, Junior Brown who right uh, a, a UK guy and then Nikki T I remember I right remember so there them you go. playing early in the day. <laughs> Yeah, see, and that's then they happens, had Mike man. Paxton over a couple of times. So, yeah, it was, yeah. It was just this arms race. So I, I guess maybe they were trying to fill all the spots back then with, with US pros. 
Yeah, so I guess it's uh, it's always been Sydney's spot spot, right, for creating the arms race. <laughs> yeah, all, all Historically spot, speaking, spot. it's always spot spot. So uh, now, uh, you know, now that the um, the gloves are off and everyone is, you you get a pro, you get a pro. <laughs> everyone brings a pro, you know. And, yeah, it's uh, definitely something had to happen. Uh, yeah, and, and, it's, like and it's been good for the and it's good for the sport, right? Because um, you need that. Um, you know, you need that. Uh, um, you need to, you know, basically get everyone to level up to them. You know, uh, to those guys that they're playing. You know, with their with their level and their skill set. You just want to just well, right. They kind of like lead lead the charge, and and you better step up and play like well. You know, try to keep up with them, and uh, and you know, do whatever you can to excel. I guess. Um, but yeah, so there was that um, period of time that was just basically <laughs> there was there was actually it was free for all. <laughs> you can bring as many as you can pay for uh, to come out. So um, that that those years, those, that first two years, I remember, I think it was Menace that was winning all the series, if I recall. Um, yeah, I think Menace, Menace were the team to beat. For a while, and then as it moved on, I it, hostile intentions sort of took that away from from Menace. They from they became yeah. the team to beat for a while. Yeah, and so they yeah. So I think that was when we were starting to get our act together um, on that late in this second year, I think uh, 2010. Um, is when we were yeah sort of coming to our own our guys have been playing together we've all traveled over you know we were all traveling overseas to play in um in taiwan in where else have we played um malaysia asia yeah well, malaysia. asia thailand outdoors yeah so we were you know we were one of i guess one of maybe only a small number of teams maybe only a couple of teams that were two or three teams that were traveling Overseas, I know SWAT's been travelling overseas for years, but in, you know, during my time, we were playing all over Asia and getting our, you know, game time experience overseas. And every time we come back, we would learn something different about us, you know, as a team and ourselves. And we would play a little bit faster because obviously we were playing against um, teams who come. Some teams would come from Europe playing over the, those events too. So um, yeah, so it was interesting times, right? So. You know, we develop all our, you know, work experience overseas, so to speak, and then bringing them back here. Um, and and uh, yeah, and eventually on. the the rules did change with the with the US pros, but they they definitely left a lot behind. Uh, I know yeah. they they taught us they taught uh, just Australian paintball as a whole. I, I found at that time really uh, just leveled up just from having, although we were getting beaten by them a lot uh and they sort of did skew skew the the tournaments a little bit they they definitely just showed everyone how how it's supposed to be done and really brought the game forward i i think i thought it was yeah no, no that's um i couldn't agree more um it's still to this day i i feel that you know it's it's uh you gotta have them there um because you can't you just can't just play in your own backyard and and call this, you know, 
the highest level when you've got all these great players from around the world, um, you know, doing their thing, playing at the highest level, and then not having them over here is just silly, you know. The whole no import thing, just I think it's just crazy. I said, how how do you, um, how do you, you know, go, move forward and and um, develop, um, you know, the scene, paintball scene or 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 skill set if you don't bring in all these, um, you know, these pros, these really experienced player that plays, you know, every weekend or dozens of events around the world. Um, so. I think it's, uh, it's definitely good for the sport. More the merrier is what I say. You know, yeah. look, look at it this way, right? Remember the days we started to beat Menace with all the imports, right? I remember it. Yeah, because um, uh, all got, of a sudden it, it stopped working. You, it you stopped working. Buy, buy a win anymore. That's exactly what happened. And so that's where I remember seeing Menace starting to back off a bit on it. And because, uh, like I said, it was a bit of a, it was a gamble. It's basically a form of gambling, you know. You, uh, the prize pool was pretty high back then. I think there was in, I can't remember, man. It was it was high. It was higher than what it is now. And um, so it was a case of if I bring three guys over or four guys and it costs X, then if we win first place, it will cover, you know, 80% of the cost, so to speak, or 70% of the cost, whatever the hell it is, right? So, you know, it's worth the gamble. It was a gamble, yeah. It was a gamble. And so it paid off for a while. And eventually, um, you know, we built our experience playing overseas. We got better um, as a team, as individuals. And then we kind of just, you know, we start to, you know, beat up on them. Um, Wasn't all the time, but we'll start to, you know, get some momentum there. And, uh, yeah, and so... And so did hostile intention too. They were just, they were home, you know, they were, they were completely homegrown. They didn't, I don't remember them traveling that much outside of Australia either, but apart from that World Cup that we play with them that year, but um, that's a whole different story altogether. But um, <laughs> uh, that's, another, that's a whole other bedtime story. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, um, it was, um, it was they were they were tough years. So, but yeah. Anyway, we were we started to build momentum. Then in uh, what is it uh, from 11, 2011 is when we won our first series. Yeah, I believe it was around then. Yeah, that's when you were the captain as well, right? Because um, Adam stepped down after. Yeah, it was either he won one and then I took over, or yeah, it was something. It was around that time. Yeah. I don't know. I think you were captain the whole three times we won the series. I don't say that. <laughs> I don't think. I can't I say that I... because that's what I... No, you, you... Well, okay. All I remember is... It's obviously, it's in the records, right? It's 11, 12, 13. Those are the three years that we won back-to-back, right? And um, so, yeah, our first year was um, 2011. Then twelve, and then thirteen. So yeah, that was our. Um, that's where it was at. Um, yeah. What, what more was that? It, it was, was a pretty. Uh, yeah, they were 
they were good years. Good good years to be on on SWAT. I definitely. Um, but as you said, you know, we 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 were, we went through some hard yards. You know, you, you said you joined the team in 2009, so that's yep. three years of of grinding before we uh, before we we started actually making it connect. There was a lot of a lot of work went in into those wins. They weren't uh they weren't easy. Yeah, look, it's um. It's no different now with the current with the current crew uh, at Sydney SWAT now. Um, there's we've had you know a couple of roster changes the last couple of years. People coming, people going. Me coming back. Um, so you know there's going to be some you know growing pains. Yes, the guys had a couple of good uh, good wins last year and and um, oh not last year the year before. I think the year before, yeah. Anyway, they had like two back-to-back wins, like round three, round four. Um, I think in 2017 or 18, 18, yeah, 2018. They won round three, round four, and then um, last year, probably, probably by far, not the most successful year that we've had in all the years that I've been on the team. But uh, you know, lots of roster changes. And uh, new bot, new new players um, that's still kind of developing. So it's I kind of feel like we're kind of in that uh, in that time you know in that in that uh, time frame just like I was back when I started. Yeah, it you sounds know? like history is about to repeat. You've you've yeah, taken your break and like. then you had a year off and then uh, Sydney Swats ask you to to play for them. So well, you know, this, this all came team. about by accident too. You know, I, I um <laughs> last year when I played with Eskimo at first round, never did I think I was end up playing with them for the rest of the year. Um, to be honest, <laughs> that was um wasn't even on the radar. Um, it was just supposed to be a one-off, was it? It was no, no. Uh, I was playing a one-off event with the Eskimos. Um, what happened was that there was a spot open. And I pinged Jamie and said, I put my hand up, threw my hat in the, you know, in the ring and said, hey, I'll play, you know, I'll play with, the, with the Chad. I said, that's another tick in the box, you know, all the pro players that I've played alongside with. And it was a good opportunity to play alongside Chad, you know. Um, so, yeah, Jamie, Jamie was, you know, nice enough to uh, put me on the roster. Um, so that was a great experience. And then, you know, Dave Black wanted to, take a break after that round run and uh, I just so happened to be free because I wasn't really committing to anything else at the time. I just sort of looking at an event at a time. I wasn't even looking at a whole year. Um, yeah, long story short, man, <laughs> I found myself playing in on Sydney SWAT from round two onwards last year. So that, that was never supposed to happen, but it did. It's, um, it's almost like a curse you just can't can't get away no matter how hard well, you try well it's not even also <laughs> trying to get away it was more like um it was just you know right place right timing um you know i guess that if dave didn't take a sidestep have a break i may have still continued to play with eskimos or with anybody else that wants to have me playing with them just for shits and giggles you know what i mean because yeah. i was quite yeah, happily freelancing you know, because I didn't have to, um, I just didn't have to worry about everybody or do everything. I just show up. Um, 
and just play the game and just enjoy the game. I don't have to worry about organising things. You know, you, you know this, right? You you spent three years captaining a team. You know, you have to different personalities, um, trying to get everyone together, practice all that jazz, right? It's it it can wear yeah, it wear it, it wears you down after a while. Like it's yeah, Mike oh. used a good analogy once. Yeah. It was called they said it's like a herding cat. So it was it was always. It's pretty difficult. Uh, it's, it's different. It makes you, instead of focusing on what you want to do as a player, that's you've right. got to focus on six other people as well. Exactly, exactly. And and that's, and um, I guess that after the first year, you know, when I took it on board, I thought, oh, okay, you know, let's let's do it. And by then, I just started to not enjoy it as much um, playing as a just playing paintball because it it was starting to. It was like being the manager. All I'm doing is just trying to manage people and um, and try to, you know, who does what and who goes where and who goes on, who sits. And it was just like, man, this is like just doing my head in. I just want to just – I just want to play. Just tell me where to go. I just want to just do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, end of the day, I just, you know, I just thought, oh, well, I won my – I won a series as a captain. <laughs> tick that box and then that's when I stepped down right so I'm jumping around a bit but yeah so uh what is it what year was that one so 14 15 16 so yeah 26 so I played I was captain was 2014 15 16 won the series in 2016 I uh <laughs> I decided to uh Step down, won this, get the series, and just go right. I go on the high. Yeah, quit while you're ahead. Yeah, that's quit the, while you're ahead. Well, you said do it. right three three series back to back, and then you quit while you're ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, uh, so yeah. Well, after that, I just um, I thought I've done everything I I can do on the team. You know, uh, one four series with the team. Um, you know, we talked about this earlier um, in, a, in our past messages in the past, and there's not a lot of players out there, at least in Australia, right, that can say that they've won four Super 7 series um, on one team, you know, over a course of nine years or something like that. Yeah. Um, no, it's, so The loyalty is definitely, definitely there. It's yeah. That, uh, with SWAT, yeah, you've. You were one of the long-standing members of that team. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Alex Orr, right? He he was one. He's one of them as well. He's he's yep. one of the same four um, in that same period of time as well. So, you know, he's 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 been super loyal as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I you know one of the reasons why I came back and happily played with the team is I got along with all the guys, even though I wasn't playing on the team um, uh, in twenty. 9, 18, 19. Anyway, I I still got along with everybody. Like I, you know, I was still talking with them. I still, you know, I, when I came out to do the webcast, you know, we're still saying highs and, you know, it was all good. Um, the you know, the friendship was all there. We all still got along, and so yeah, I kind of just when I come back to the gym, I just sort of like just slip right back in, but not having to worry about doing the captaincy work. Um, <laughs> Dave Black yeah, take, taking a break from 
yeah, from being at just the a, top. So, so is that yeah. sort of is that your your plans now is to to stick with SWAT and and keep uh keep rolling out in the Super Sevens to the um to the near future, or are you uh have you have you got plans to travel overseas still and play or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of events here and there I would like to go overseas and do. Like, you know, just do a few boxes to tick still that I haven't done. Um, we'd like to sort of do that before I permanently stop, and that will happen. Um, but, you know, like everyone, I wouldn't mind a couple more rings. <laughs> we we talked about this. I, I wouldn't mind collecting a couple of more. You know, I am t- uh, the Simpsons are going to laugh. I am two behind them now. <laughs> so, you know, they, they've done very well for themselves. They've got, what, six now. So I've got a little bit of catching up to do. But like I said, I'm happily still take the crown to, or at least Alex and I can say we have four serious wins with the one team. So yeah. I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good on those guys for winning the last one last year as well. They they they've um, outdone themselves. But uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, you know this last season playing like the last three rounds was pretty interesting. Obviously, we were still kind of like you know fine. literally I was kind of thrown back into the deep end and go right, let's uh, get it together and trying to build some momentum. But it wasn't to be. We're still kind of you know, even though it was only one or two people shifting around, it felt like it was a rebuild altogether. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, so Dave, Dave done a great job um, since I stepped down as a captain um, to keeping the momentum. Like I said, in the 2018, he won round, they, the team won round three and four. Um just marginally missing out the series, I believe, uh, for that year. Yeah, um, I think they had a one event they didn't make finals. So yeah, so what, what through that that series? Yeah, out. yeah. Um, it's so tough at the top. If you, yeah, if it's tough at the top. It's uh, the it's good. It's it's been great uh, watching on the, you know, sitting up in the booth and watching just the level of play out there. Everyone's yeah to get those rings and to get those wins. It's not. It's not just one it's or two teams anymore. in contention it's, anymore. Yeah, every year is harder now, right? Every every year, every event is getting harder. Um, it's the level playing field is definitely very close, as you can see in the last event, um, how close it is oh, <laughs> amongst it, the, you know. The top six teams could have easily uh, won that event. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, it was, right? Um, it's crazy. So. You know what? It was no surprise. It was no surprise that the es- one of the Eskimo teams come out on top. Um, Again, because with numbers. They yeah, just keep putting more and more teams in, and well, soon it'll. <laughs> that's, that's not that's not it. But oh, it, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, you know those guys. You got to give it to them, right? Jamie and Nathan Jones, right? They they put a lot of effort in building a quality team. You know, and uh, now. It's paid off, you know. They've they got their first win, so congratulations to them, eh? So yeah, that it was, was great. great. It was to great see to see, like even even though off. we came third, and you know, again, we we missed out on going into playing for first and second. Um, still, just watching those guys um win, it it put a smile on my face because I felt like you know I I played around with them and I was starting to see that yeah this is coming together like I can see it, um. Round one of last year, yeah, I could just see it 
going somewhere. Um, you know, like I said, if I if uh, Dave didn't step down and take a break for the the year um, or most of the year, I think that I probably would have just kept on playing with Eskimo um, for the remaining of the year, um, just because they were happily to have me come and go as I please. Um, so you know, thanks again to Nathan and Jamie. They were just you know really nice to just to chill with you know and play with. So those guys have done really well for themselves. Yeah, no, um, it's been, been great to see. And definitely sounds like it would have been a a lot less pressure than than being in the the captain's role. Uh, yeah. What? So uh, well, just before we we're gonna have to wrap yeah. things up uh, here soon. So before we head off, is there any uh, sponsors or anything like that you want to give a shout out to? Well, we've got you. Yeah, shout out. Of course, of course. There's always got the shout out. Yeah, um, shout out to our sponsors or to Sydney SWAT sponsors. Um, Action Paintball, paintballshop.com, Planet Eclipse, HK Army. Um, have I missed anybody else? Um, it's always something Paintball Assassin, of course. You know, Mike, Wybrew, and John Carolina. Uh, everyone at Action Paintball. Um, yeah, so hopefully I haven't missed everyone. I'm pretty, pretty sure I've covered everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's me. So, uh, well, while I got here as well, uh, something we're asking all the all the guests we get on is there somebody that you could recommend for me to get on the show and and have a chat to someone that you think contributed quite a bit to the history of Australian paintball? Uh, I have to say Wybrew, right? Okay. Because he's, you know, he's, he's he's probably a no-brainer. But if you're talking about someone else other than Wybrew, um. Someone that's man, it's so many people. Um, you're looking for what, what are you looking for? Someone just recent? Oh, just anyone, anyone that you think, uh, you know, the, the listeners might want to hear from. Uh, someone you sometimes these people have really interesting histories that you just don't know about. So, um, you know what? I, I would like to hear uh, where Jamie, Jamie Angus and uh, and maybe you can get Jamie and Nathan together how they you know, come to where the, with the beginnings of, because I actually don't even remember how the beginning of their team, how it all started. So Yeah, it's something I don't know a lot about to me. I, it was sort of when I had my little bit of a break from the sport as well. So, they were just so yeah, so that would be the guy I would pick one. first over Wybrook. It's from Jamie Angus and Nathan, um, okay. one or both of them together. Um, they can share their story on um, how they you know, how it all begin. Yeah, it would be, would be good to know because it's, uh, in the time I've been watching them, it's it's been great to see, you know, them get that win and and in all the other divisions getting wins, but, you know, taking first and second with, with their two teams, that's that's yeah. a, it's an amazing, um, you know, progression story that just shows that hard work and, and putting it all together, you, it, it does pay off. I always say that, you know, everyone has their time in the sun. You know, so you, can't, you can't win them all, but, uh, you know, we will uh, we'll get there eventually, you know. <laughs> there's always more fingers to put rings on. That's right, and uh, there's always <laughs> another event. So, yeah. So if anyone out there wants to track you down, are you on uh, social media or anything like that? Any Anywhere people can reach you? Uh, 
look out for me and practice it <laughs> at action on any given Sunday. Well, not every Sunday, but most Sundays. And uh, yeah, you can look for me on Facebook. You know, just look at my uh, my profile photo. It's got Sydney Swan on it, so it's not hard to pick when you find Ringo <laughs> NG there. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's me. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, Ringo, thanks very much for uh, for, for dropping in, and thanks a lot for supporting the, the podcast. Thanks for oh, sharing your stories. My pleasure. Thanks, uh, Scotty, for having me. Yeah, good. Uh, brought back a lot of a lot of memories. It was uh, yeah. yeah, good, good so sharing the field was, with you. Yeah, there was yeah. Likewise, there was so much other things, but you know, there's only so much time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, as things go on. Uh, uh, I'm sure we can uh, revisit. Uh, some of these things, I'm sure a lot of stories will keep popping up because it's uh they're so intertwined. You know, while while we were yeah. going through all our struggles, there was teams out there, you know, going through the same same things or if not worse. So I'm sure yeah, exactly. as as we we move on, we'll we'll find out more and more stories about what was happening. Yeah, that's that'd be good because I'm I'll be uh I'll definitely be listening to what everyone else everyone else's stories. That's for sure. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to it. So thanks, thanks again for for supporting it, and uh, yeah, thanks for dropping in. You're welcome. All right. All right. I'll see you next time. Thanks everyone for dropping in and checking out the Down Under Paintball. Again, big thank you, big shout out to Ringo for taking the time to get on the line and have a chat to us about his playing career. And I hope everyone enjoyed that episode as much as I did. If you want to find out more, make sure you search out Down Under Paintball on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to drop me a line, you can do it either on social media or if you want to send an email, it's dupaintball at outlook.com. Massive thanks to everyone for all the support you've shown me so far. It's been great to see everyone getting behind the the show and and checking it out so again i'm scott and this is down under paintball see you next time